1: Paul Williams though has joined me here in the Palace Bar. We're broadcasting live from the bar today. They are marking 200 years uh, in existence. Uh, 1823, they first opened their doors and uh, their doors certainly open uh, this afternoon, this evening. It is absolutely uh, packed. Uh, Paul Williams, the crime journalist with the Irish Independent is with me. Paul, there's there's so much we could and can talk about but we might start with this massive,
0: massive drug seizure uh, off the coast. Uh, How significant is it? It's hugely significant but can I say for the first time is the first Time I've ever sat in a pub and had to discuss seriously issues like drug trafficking, especially when <laughs> I see some of the rogues who are here—all friends today. Uh, the last thing we'd we'll be talking about is drug trafficking, but yeah, it was hugely significant. Uh, a major group of people came together. They invested probably 70 to 80 million euros for a, a shipment that was worth 157, with a potential street value when it gets into the drug economy on the streets across Europe of about half a billion. Uh, it has affected them very badly. They bought a ship, to even transport it across the uh, Atlantic, but everyone is saying this, is, and it is a massive victory, a stunning victory for the police and, and the, the, the law enforcement agencies and the defence forces and everybody involved, and it shows we really can do it. However, before we all lose the run of ourselves, that was one shipment. It was intelligence-led operation to catch that one shipment. It is one shipment in probably 20 that occurred yesterday alone. Elsewhere across Europe and down across West Africa, at least, because it is a vast, vast industry. And the best way to describe how, particularly cocaine, which is a hugely destructive drug and it has got so many other implications, it's a bit like to, a guard described it to me one time it's like trying to block up a, contra, a, a, a mountain stream and you try and block its course inevitably no matter how you try and block that course the water will deviate and find a way on its back to to get back on its course again yeah. so it's going to get through to the market because there's such an insatiable and steadily growing and increasing demand like the the very very conservative estimates at the moment are saying the coke trade in Europe is 13 billion what the, what the research does show us as well that Irish people are the biggest consumers of cocaine in Europe now, fair play to us, we fairly catch up, Yeah, and we're fourth overall globally on a per capita basis for the snorting of what they call the old devil's dandruff. So that's what this, for a very transient period of time in our history, this drug seizure is, is focusing attention on the, the, the sheer scale and size yes. of the business and the problem. And then it would fade away. Because nobody... It's, it has become so inculcated in our daily lives that it's, it's almost seen like the norm now. But the, is that the MO that these gangs would generally follow?
1: Kind of container ships... As long as they can, staying in international waters, they will yeah. get close enough to a country so that a smaller boat, be it a trawler like we saw the other night, mm. or was it Dances with Waves, the yacht, yeah. a, a, a number of years ago, that they go out, they unload onto mm. that, and then they drop it on shore.
0: Well, the concept the the mothership travelling around the world delivering drugs... The, the, the first time I ever saw that here in Ireland was in 1995 when £50 million worth of hash was loaded onto a trawler off t- Castle Down Bear and the, people and the crew the crew of the ship all turned out to be undercover cops. It was great fun and they were doing it all that length of time ago. So this mother ship, there is no doubt, this MV Matthew, this didn't just come to the Irish coast. This thing has been loitering around the coast of Africa between the Canaries and the coast of Africa for uh, several weeks, three or four weeks. So it wasn't doing that because they were running out of diesel or they were deciding to the sun themselves on the deck. They were meeting others because the West, that whole area is where they, what Route 66 or the cocaine highway ends because it's the easiest place to bring drugs ashore. So I would say that Ireland was probably one of the last ports of call. And then these idiots, like extras out of Only Fools and Horses. I, I don't. You're, you're not too old to remember Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> no, no, I know no. Roy Curtis down there isn't, but Roy, you're right to remember Hull, to Holland back. But your favourite comedy, the two boys went up and they hired a trawler to go to Amsterdam to collect uh, illegal diamonds. Curtis mm. is nodding furiously. He remembers <laughs> it well. But the point about that was the minute I heard about that incident, that these two gobshites turned up a Castle Bear and all the local nautical experts are saying, listen, these two lads don't look more like at they're at home uh, walking in a field in Leitrim never, not to be getting on a trawler and going out into the Atlantic Ocean so okay they do really in sophisticated and intelligent things but then they do some really really stupid things mm. so that's the trend before by the way as so say about 10 years ago the average big cocaine shipment would have been half a ton so yeah. that's why they used to have them the yachts as you mentioned Now it's multi, multi tons because there is no point in you going to Colombia to do a deal with the Cali cartel and saying, by the way, I'd like to buy a half a ton. No, you're not. You've got to come back to us. And there's brokers and all to to negotiate all of this. So they say, look, don't come back to us till you can take five tons because we don't want to talk to you. There's no problem. There's no point. And that's what's happening. So they're the need, the big, big ships. And of course, they're using the banana boats, like the, the, the banana boats that come into uh, once every couple of weeks into Cork, yeah. bring a skiddy. Those boats are being, on regular basis, they're finding fifty, a hundred million euros worth of coke on those. You know,
1: and and the, the operation as well, like was this huge success, and we saw the the, the Army Ranger Wing involved in it, mm-hmm. and there was one naval vessel involved, and it's interesting, it dances with waves a few yeah. years ago. There was three naval vessels That's right, at yeah, their disposal. right. Good memory, yes. So, I mean. That shows the other shortcoming that we have in terms of Absolutely. trying to find these guys is at the
0: moment we've got ships mothballed in Bolan. Well, I was talking to my colleague Kevin Doyne, the Independent, yesterday for a podcast on this and I said the best way to describe this is, you know, we have one ship. I went out with the Navy about three years ago for the Irish Independent, spent a week with them at sea. And as the captain of, that, of the ship at the time, the George Bernard Shaw, said, we are the police officers, we're the Garda on patrol in this vast area that, we, that the Ireland owns. Everybody knows that the Irish Navy is depleted from a high of nine ships. We only put one ship at a time. This was what's called an intelligence-led operation. They knew for weeks and months where it was coming. Now, it's a bit like this, Karen. This kind of operation, while brilliant, and congratulations to everyone involved, particularly the Rangers and the Defence Forces uh, and the Garda. But it's a bit like you having a district... Uh, where I live at Raf where you down in the posh part of Kilkenny <laughs> and you say the guards don't bother their arses leaving the station. <laughs> and they say we're not going out there now until we get intelligence to say that Kieran Cuddy or Paul Williams are acting the maggot. Yeah. And they have an intelligence led operation that catches bank to rights on we're well caught and everybody's on doing press conferences. Isn't that brilliant? However, the squad car hasn't been out patrolling the area, so there's about 40 other crimes have been committed in the same period of time. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the best analogy I can give for that. And that lies at the doorstep of particularly Fine Gael, by the way. It's a succession of Fine defence ministers... Uh, particularly, have allowed our defence force to be run down to the ground. You know, suddenly, then on Tuesday, we realise why we need an army rangering, why we need a good professional, and we have a brilliant uh, de- organisation in the defence force. Yeah. We suddenly realise we need them, but it's like this: you only remember how to uh, cycle a bicycle when the feel- wheel falls off.
1: And, and to go back again to the kind of the seizure for a moment, I mean, uh, the Kinahans to what extent do we know about their involvement, or how much would of, of, of something else would be a blow to them? I saw one of your colleagues, um, Mick O'Toole, writing about the fact that there's been no gangland killings this year, you That's know. Right, yeah. um, so I mean, <clears throat> the Kinahans have
0: been responsible for an awful lot of those killings in recent years. Is, is this a blow to a cartel that size? Well, well one, definitely the Guard operation against the Kinahans, for example, took an awful lot of the contract killers off the street. Most of the contract killers are listening to this show in the Midlands Prison or Port Leash at the moment. So, that took away a lot of useful, what we call, assets. However, as well as that, whenever you have a lull like this and there's peace, it doesn't mean there's peace behind the scenes. It is just a matter of time before the crack-off, because you're talking about extremely vulnerable, volatile, greedy, nasty psychopaths who, if they, because the profits that they're making are so prodigious, if it comes to a stage that they feel somebody 's challenging me, well, i 'm going to just have to start killing them and you can a spiral of gangland like we should be it is a brilliant uh, indication at the moment that there have been no gangland killings. however, never count your chickens, always keep your fingers crossed because it can blow up like a bushfire at any time
1: uh, listen before you go uh, the other big news i guess in, in in your world in the the world you cover is uh, the GRA and mm the return possibly of the blue flu I mean
0: we really feel like we're coming to a head here don't I, we I the said this to you a couple of weeks ago GRA, when we talked about yeah. this first year like, you know um, and I wrote about the Irish Independent like it didn't take a, you didn't take a psychic to work it out like the, the short overtime is the Achilles tendon here the Achilles heel yeah uh, to be honest I put nailed my colours to the mass as an observer of this for 30 years and I know I get in trouble of it I think the cops are right. I think their cops are absolutely right to stand up for themselves because the kind of shit they're dealing with. If you go and watch that brilliant series The Guards on TV3 and you decide, well, I'm going to get in that car and I'm going to take that shit from those scumbags for six days at 10 hours a day, I prefer to do it for 12 hours a day for four days. Think about it. Yeah. it, it their life-health their life, balance, work balance... You can't deny or dis- de- you can't dis- dish and you cannot dismiss the opinions of 9,000 people. And as well as that, the government clearly are getting concerned. Because you have to remember as well, Kieran. we said this before. Mm-hmm. These guards represent a huge cohort of voters out there. Yes. And they are well pissed off with Fine Gael, And they're probably a little bit pissed off with Fianna Fáil. And watch this space. So, you know what? I think... It's it's, it's an unprecedented crisis. It's dreadful that it has reached this space. And of course, in the end of the day, the people who pay for this are the people listening to this show. The yeah. ordinary, decent per, person who picks up the phone and dials 999. They're the people who are going to suffer.
1: Paul Williams, crime journalist with the Irish Independent. Paul, thank you very much. And I know you're going to stick around and maybe try some of that 200-year-old uh, porter recipe. That Give have
0: me have. powder gin now.
1: <laughs> well, listen, Paul is going to stick around. He'll be back with me uh, a little bit later.